0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Internationally Podcast. Before we start, let me talk a little bit about the podcast. So the Internationally Podcast is going to be a space where different international students, prospective ones as well as current international students, could get a glimpse of the life of international students in the U.S. or abroad. This week, I am joined by my very dear friend, Anisha. Welcome to the show, Anisha. Hi, Ruth. Hi, welcome.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. So Anisha is from, well, she grew up in both the US and India Mm -hmm. and went to Smith College and graduated in May 2018. Um, Her major was chemistry and she's currently working as a research assistant in infectious disease epidemiology. Do you want to add more to your bio? Um, No, I mean, that, you know, that's
1: basically a summary. Uh, After I graduated, I taught in Indonesia for a year, uh, English, and Mm -hmm. then I had a sort of another gap year-ish where I uh, started sort of volunteering with refugees in my area. Um, Mm -hmm. And so now, now I'm working in
0: infectious disease epidemiology. Nice. That's very, very cool. Um, So as the title of this episode is Dealing with Career Indecision, what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the word career indecision?
1: (laughs) The first thing that comes to my mind is um, basically me, really, when I hear (laughs) career indecision. (laughs) I think of myself. I think of everything I think of on a day-to-day basis so yeah
0: <laughs> that's a very like broad and general answer can you please elaborate more
1: yes I mean I can tell what that means you? well I mean it's basically you know I guess you grow up and in school that people ask you like what do you want to do and when I was I mean really early on in my life I don't even think I remember doing this but I went back to old like yearbooks and stuff I was the only person in my class who couldn't pick a career. I had three careers. I had, I think I said, a veterinarian, singer, Mm -hmm. and artist. Mm -hmm. And I had, like, slashes. And, like, nobody else. Like, all these kids are picking, like, basketball player. A lot of veterinarians. (laughs) A lot of girls wanted to be veteran, But I wanted to do, like, three things. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, really, my whole life, like, going through education, even now post-education, like, I have been... Mm -hmm confused like i have not been able to decide right. and i think i don't know i think i hoped i would be able to decide at this point so there's mm-hmm. i don't know you know it's just i've had my own little indecisive path in life but that's what mm-hmm. i think of is this less gen- general for you Does this work Does this right work?
0: Yeah. okay <laughs> yes that was that was a bit more specific okay so good. thank you for that um for me personally i think when i hear the word career indecision Um, Mm -hmm. as you said I think about my own personal experience first obviously but then also I think I think more of like having to decide between like which career paths to choose but you know you're not making the decision yet you're just in that kind of like what are the process you know and concept this decision what is the you know the advantages of choosing this career Um, and so you're kind of in the middle ground where you're like confused and overwhelmed and you don't know what career path best suits you Mm -hmm. so my follow-up question for you would be as an international student Mm quote-unquote um how did that you know influence you into like choosing whatever you chose did that Mm -hmm. have any influence over your decisions can you please tell us that
1: Mm -hmm. yeah no that's a good question because it has had a pretty big impact on what I've chosen to do and what i I'm doing now and I think what I will continue to do. but when I so I grew up in the US and I was 12 when I moved to India and I mean at age 12 you're not really a person yet so I think pre age 12 I like didn't really think about my career or anything um, And when I moved to India like the whole education system is super different from you know the what, whatever there exists in the US and we have to pick really early actually in India. Um, what we want to do as early as 10th grade you have to decide which stream you want to Mm -hmm. take like if you want to take the sciences or humanities or uh, commerce and I was not able to pick at that age I was interested in English I was interested in like uh, physics I was interested in psychology and you couldn't take those you couldn't take all those classes in 10th grade so I had to really sort of silo myself at that point because I was in a different country in a different education system and chose mm-hmm. science because of a lot of pressure. I mean, I liked science. So it wasn't like I was, you know, suffering, but there was a <laughs> lot of pressure to do it because they were, you know, yeah. sort of the societal like understanding that if you're smart, you do science. You know, if you're really smart, you do science. Because right. if you can do science, you can do whatever right. you want afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. and so I was like, okay, well, I do like physics, I like biology, I like psychology, I'll do it. And um, I don't know, it's interesting because I think when you keep taking certain subjects in your life, you sort of start identifying with them. So I think that like early decision to focus on science really shaped my identity as a like person and in my education. And then when I moved back to the U.S. for college, I I don't know, I was like, I sh- I'm still a scientist, even though i I started, even in, in college, not really loving my lab classes. I was like, no, but I'm a, sci- mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a scientist, so I need to, I will continue with this. <laughs> um, and then, I don't know, uh, and then after, obviously, graduating, I moved to Indonesia for a year. And part of being mm-hmm. kind of, I, I guess I would consider myself international, but I also feel kind of rootless. And I think that rootlessness has mm-hmm. made it difficult for me to choose a career that would require me to stay somewhere. Um I see, Because, like, you know, you certain careers, you do need to establish yourself in a certain area. And for me, that's mm-hmm. hard. It's like, uh, do I want to live in the U.S.? Do I want to live in a certain part of the U.S.? Do I want to go like live somewhere else? So I think when you have those yeah. different lived experiences, it's challenging to figure out what your community is. And I think that also mm-hmm. that, that also really does affect the kind of career you want to have. Because ultimately, at least for me, a career is a way to give back to your community. Um, and so, if you don't mm-hmm. like know what your community is, how do you give back to it? Like, how do you pick what to do?
0: Yeah, that's that's very interesting. I think you went through like your whole life journey in a few <laughs> minutes, but we will unpack most of what you talked about. But similarly, though, like even for me, like growing up as a kid, um, um, as you said, like science was the field for like you know smart people mm-hmm. or like people who excel. They usually chose science. Mm-hmm and i usually like i usually am someone who enjoyed like every single subject Mm -hmm. that was taught to me so i also was conflicted because i was like i like sciences i like arts i like social sciences and humanities Mm -hmm. but thankfully i so in ethiopia also as you mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. you have to choose like between natural sciences versus social science when you enter the 11th grade Mm -hmm. so like right after your sophomore year of high school So I moved to the US Mm -hmm. right before I had to make that decision. So I kind of think that saved me in a way from making like the wrong choice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because even though like, you know, during my first year of college, I was Mm pre-med. I don't know if you remember. I think I do. This is where you met
1: Bisma. I know this. Yes! In your chemistry classes. yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I was taking all these pre-med classes that I had no business being in by <laughs> the way. So I was taking, I was taking all these classes yeah. and but then you know um, I decided to go in another, you know, direction and then my sophomore year I decided to take other classes. But, you know, what I wanted to highlight was the fact that, you know, I guess, like, as an international student, I also discussed this in my second episode about, you know, expectations that we put on ourselves, you know, from family members or even, Mm -hmm. you know, expectations that we put on ourselves um, by ourselves. It's interesting because, you know, other people that I've talked to, they stick with that route. You know, they stick with um, what is familiar and what is um, expected of them. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you, like, how did you make the decision to like, um, you know, go away from like the expected norms mm-hmm. um, for you to take? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, wait. So, so your question is, like, how? Like, I, I guess. Okay, well, we'll first talk about what my, the expectations on me were. So, when there were really hard expectations on me, whereas in high school, when my mom mm-hmm. was basically like freaking out that I was thinking of anything other than science, she was like, "What are you doing? You're ruining your life." So, like that, <laughs> I think that's <laughs> the only time in my life when I've had a really explicit like, do "You need to do this," and I caved. I actually no, this is really embarrassing. I did, I couldn't decide, even with my mom telling me I was like, oh, "I don't know." I don't and like, I went to my chemistry teacher yeah. and I was like, so I don't know what to do. And she just like, she mm-hmm. looked at me and she was like, you're a science person. And I was like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> like you decided it for me. Like, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, she said it with such a decisive, like, you know, she was so confident. She said, you are a science person. So I said, okay, I will do mm-hmm. that then. Yeah. And, um, but after that, honestly, after that in college, like there were no, there were, so, Okay. So I took biology, like I was really into biology and I'm like South Asian. So there's, you know, you can already guess where this is going, right? Like, why don't you become a doctor you know I shadowed a neurosurgeon in high school like we had a family friend this is India like they literally let me into the surgery like they just like let me in (laughs) like I saw this like woman's head cut open I'm like I'm pretty sure I'm not supposed to be here like this is not um I'm not a medical student but anyway so like I'm like doing all this and I wanted to I wanted to do this and um a lot of people would come up to me and be like You're so smart, you're like so patient, whatever. You love this medicine stuff, be a doctor. And their reason was you'll get like (laughs) money and you'll get respect. And I was like, that is such a bad reason to do this. I don't want to do this. And so honestly, in stubborn, like I was so stubbornly against what people were telling me to do that I was like, nope, Mm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this. Why? Because you're telling me to do it. So like that is how I went through college. Even I would be around a lot of pre-meds and I'd be like, nope. That's not me. Um, I'm not doing
0: that. I could relate to that. I could relate to that 100%. I mean, there's so
1: much, like, so much stress, so much anxiety, so much pressure to, like, not even enjoy what you're learning. You're just trying to, like, get a good grade. Um, And especially if you're sort of more of an anxious type person, which I definitely am, like, getting into a path like that so early on, I mean, I don't know. It's it was really a recipe for being quite uh, dissatisfied with myself overall. Right. So anyway, so where was it? Your question was, how did that impact you? Literally the opposite. Like I actually stubbornly didn't do the things people were telling me to do. I'm not saying that's what anyone yeah. should do. That's just what I did. And right. I kind well, I won't go into this too much. But I think I think I think I could have done it and excelled and liked it. But I I think other people mm-hmm. sort of pushed me away from it but um that's where I'll right. leave this answer for your question
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, I I you know the whole time you were talking I was nodding like in agreement because I, it's so interesting how like you know our experiences are similar because so as I mentioned earlier like you know science was the field for like people who excel and do well in school mm-hmm. And so both my parents were doctors. So I guess there was this expectation for me to go into medicine too. But the more that expectation manifested itself, Mm -hmm. the more I pushed it away, you know? So it became all of a sudden, like, that would be the last thing that I (laughs) would decide to do. Mm. Let me explore these other things first and then see if I like it. Mm. But like, you know, going to medical school will be like the last thing. So I think like maybe, I don't know if, if this is like an assumption I'm making, but like, if people are pushing you in like one direction, especially like if it's you know people you love, mm-hmm. people who like you know care about mm-hmm. you, who support you, there's this like rebellious feeling that you have where you just like, okay, no, yeah. <laughs> like let me let me try you know do something different. But I think like a lot of people don't nurture that um that feeling because they think like you know it's going against your family or like Mm-mm. you are uh, being you know um you know disobedient or you know whatever that may Mm -hmm. be but I I believe that you know um if I just like you said if I had chosen that path I would probably have liked it I would probably have excelled but it it still wouldn't have been true to what I wanted to do in life you Mm -hmm. know so I'm just like really happy that you share that story because I'm pretty sure there are you know tons of international students out there who have all these expectations that their family have of them, you know, when they go to college, especially in the U.S., you know, that's where you get the best education, you are expected mm-hmm. to excel, and then you're expected to choose a specific mm-hmm. field. Um, so my next question to you mm-hmm. is, how did you choose chemistry, like, out of all the majors? Mm-hmm. Because I specifically remember you being a tutor, uh. and you, like, genuinely enjoyed it. Like, it you <laughs> so much joy. I, I remember. So can you please tell us about that?
1: Uh, Yeah, that's, you know, I wish there was a really like such a nice, thoughtful answer to this question. I don't really have a thoughtful answer, but I will tell you, it's a very like all stories in my life. Just ridiculous. So I came into I came into college actually neuroscience major um, because I was obsessed Mm -hmm. with like I loved learning about the human brain. Like I like psychology a lot. I was like, oh, my God, neurons. Oh, my God. So, so exciting. And I took my Mm -hmm. neuroscience first neuroscience and I was like, okay, this is okay. I mean, you know, intro classes are typically not that exciting. So you, you know, it's, it's yeah. hard to judge like a subject based on an intro class. It's you know, anyway, so it wasn't that exciting. And then I realized I would have to take organic chemistry if I was to major in neuroscience. Mm-hmm. Now, let me tell you, okay, the, how the story becomes so crazy. <laughs> so I like didn't, I was like, I would never take organic chemistry. I'm on my phone with my mom, like telling her, never taking organic, chem- never. Because in high school in India, because I had taken all these science classes, they'd made us take organic chemistry. And I was scarred, like mm. I hated it in high school oh in God. India. So I'm like, no, 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 no mm. way! I'm definitely not taking this year. Okay, so I dropped my neuroscience major. Then what am I doing? I'm doing, <laughs> I'm like lost for like a whole summer. I'm just lost. Um, I'm taking Portuguese. Yeah. I I don't <laughs> like. <laughs> what am I doing? Um, and then I'm yeah. like, I'm like hating my biology lab, like this research class I took. And I'm like, wow, I'm lost. And then i'm not even gonna try and go over how i end up in biology but i end up in biology you know there was just this in this you know just pure pure love i have for it and i wanted to think i was thinking of teaching and this is where the tutoring will come Mm. in a little bit i wanted to be a tutor Mm -hmm. the very second i saw a tutor like the very second i saw a tutor i was like i want to do this job (laughs) and so i was like i'm gonna tutor i'm gonna be biology do biology so i can teach biology which is an interesting reason to pick something um and in mm-hmm. biology, I take chemistry because of, you know, prerequisite. But I didn't need to take organic chemistry for biology at Smith, which is weird. And I mean, you're, you know, for right. like non-Smith people listening to this, you know, your, your college will have different requirements. But at Smith, didn't need to take... Anywho, let me let me fast track. So I take chemistry <laughs> and I'm like, wow, actually, I like the problem solving here more than I like the mm-hmm. sort of biology kind of memorizing stuff in biology. And also more people go to chemistry tutoring. Can you imagine? Um, this is. This is like, this is one of the reasons I pick it, because I'm like, I want to actually tutor people who need help, not just biology, where one Mm -hmm. girl would come in every weekend because she was sleeping in class. So I'm thinking, you know, I want to, (laughs) (laughs) I want, I want to actually be a tutor, I actually want to like, you know, and I like chemistry, why not? Um, And here's what solidified chemistry for me. And it was, it was the people that's it it was the professors mm-hmm. it was the like quality of education we were getting in that in that department and it was the right. amount of tutoring I got to do the amount of mentoring that I got to do through that department mm-hmm. is what made me really enjoy doing it not not right. really what you would think might have drawn me to the subject it was just the mm-hmm. people um had I gone to a different school I might not have majored in chemistry. I think I might have done something else. So, I guess that's what happens when right. you don't like I'm interested in so many things. Now, why did I go back to organic chemistry? Right. That's a mystery. Honestly, I don't know. I took it. You know, the, <laughs> I took I took it and you know what, you also another thing that I think would be helpful to people going into college, is if you take a class in high school, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to dislike it in college. Or you, you really can't judge the quality yeah. of a class in college based on your previous experiences, because your teacher matters a lot. Like the person teaching you the subject yes. matters so much. So we mm-hmm. had a great department at Smith for orgo. It was amazing. Like the teachers yeah. were so so good, and I think that like sold me right. in a way that I would not have imagined okay. when I dropped my neuroscience major that. Or go
0: would not not yeah. have sucked, you know. Yeah, and I'm so happy that you share that story because, like, when I hear your story, I like keep reflecting about like my own path to like choosing um my sociology major, mm-hmm. and like, you know, a big portion of that decision had to be you know the influence of like my professors who were really you know passionate about what they were teaching, and because like going in you know to Smith. If, like as a first year, if you have told me like I would have graduated with a major in sociology, a minor in economics and a certificate in international relations, I would probably have laughed. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would not have thought that would have been possible. But as you said, um, when you make the decision to branch out of the things that you um, have, you know, like preconceived notions about the subject or anything, but you just decide to take that one class, mm-hmm. that that could be the class that would change, you know, your life because you decide to major in it. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I feel like a lot of international students put so much pressure on, on themselves to think like this major
1: mm-hmm.
0: that they have to choose, especially, you know, sophomore year, end of your sophomore year, you have to choose your major. You know, people put so much emphasis on that. But the majority of people who graduate from college do things that are completely different from the majors that they had in college. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that, you know, people usually tend to forget. Um, you know so Mm -hmm. I mean I know you know my econ professor used to always tell me like he had a student who was an econ major who's like a professional dancer now you know Mm -hmm. so you know this is just to say that you know like um you shouldn't put so much pressure on yourself to like choose the right major choose the right career because in the end like you should do what makes you happy and even if it's you know um you you'll still learn something anyways you know Mm -hmm. even if you choose to do something different um so going back to you, so after you graduated from <laughs> from college, yeah, I remember you were deciding um, whether or not to go to graduate school yep. um, versus you. <laughs> I specifically remember you were trying to make this, you know, life decision, and you're like talking to people. Oh my god! Being one of them.
1: I'm um, so sorry. I made you so... go through that. <laughs>
0: No, no, it's okay. I was really, really proud of you. But like, I just wanted to, you know, know, mm-hmm. like, what made you decide to do teaching for a year, mm-hmm. um, right after college versus joining mm-hmm. graduate school?
1: okay another fun story wow also like huge props to you for like trying to make sense of everything i'm saying because my life is chaotic <laughs> all of this is so chaotic no, um okay. but yeah
0: <laughs> you know Logie, everybody's life is chaotic so it's that's okay. Good. people are just better at pretending
1: oh, that it's very hard to pretend i'm very open about <laughs> like when yeah. i go through these stages yeah. everyone knows like she I what know. she was a uh, what she didn't want to do orgo. What the hell is she doing in organic chemistry? I did a thesis in organic <laughs> chemistry. <laughs> um, I didn't. Do, I, I, I didn't. I didn't just take the mm-hmm. classes. I almost became an organic chemist, and this is where grad school will come in. Right. So I, you know, again, mm-hmm. you know, you do well in chemistry. You do well in anything. People and you like teaching. So I'm. I'm saying you, but I mean me. So I like teaching. I'm like good. <laughs> good at organic chemistry. <laughs> I'm doing research, and. I'm, all, I'm around professors all the time. And so my thought process is, I want to be a professor because, you know, uh, right. what? Like, these people are so cool. I want to be them. And so that is what sort of made right. me apply to grad school. This was also a mm-hmm. huge, like, sort of indecision struggle because I did research every summer and I hated it every summer. So it's like, I'm doing this. I hate it. Wow. But I can teach if I finish it if I just do like five six seven eight nine years of this I can teach (laughs) which like even at that point I was like that doesn't seem like a good plan um and I wrote all the essays uh actually I'm very proactive about stuff like that so I wrote all the essays in my junior year I took the GRE everything my goodness so senior year comes along you're stressed out yes
0: I remember yeah you're
1: stressed out you're like you yes. Ruth you were like at UNC at that time so we I was telling you about this stuff yes. yeah you were definitely around
0: yes I specifically remember and yes. so I'm
1: just in senior year senior year is a very tough time uh you literally don't know what you're doing next usually it's like darkness you know for the first um this mm. <laughs> total like people are like what are you planning to do it's like I have no idea literally zero clue You know, because we don't know. We don't know what we're doing. So I have all my essays written. Mm -hmm. I have good grades. I have GRE done. I apply to four schools. You're not supposed to apply to four. You're supposed to apply to at least 10. I apply to four because my heart doesn't want to go. But I have all the materials ready. So I just do it. I'm like, let me get, you know, apply. And, you know, I, I look back on this time. I don't know what to say. Unfortunately or fortunately, I get into all these schools. And they are... Really incredible mm-hmm. schools, and I'm like, how did I trick these people? And it wasn't even imposter syndrome. It wasn't even imposter syndrome. It was like I don't even really like research, but I lie really well. So I'm like, <laughs> right? The artist, the artist. Yeah, of lying, but so good. You know, you're, you're kind I'm of so lying. good at it. Oh, yeah. so so good. Wait, this is gonna be public, so hopefully no one spreads this around. But you know, <laughs> like talking about how good I am at lying on <laughs> applications. Yeah. Um but, no, but you're but, really not, though. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I've also applied to Fulbright. Now, this is what my heart wanted. I've always wanted to go and learn a new language somewhere different. Um, I love learning about cultures. I was considering an anthropology major. I was considering every major, but I also considered an anthropology great. major. I love like, learning about different cultures. And I love teaching. And so Fulbright Teaching Fellowship felt like such a great option. Mm-hmm. But if you've ever applied to the Fulbright, you know that can never be plan A um because you'd not you might not get it right and so i end up getting that too
0: it's a Um, very what can you tell us what the fulbright fellowship is for those of us who don't know
1: so the fulbright fellowship is a u.s the state department so government funded fellowship to go for an academic year usually either to teach or to do research or you can also go and study somewhere else in in another country Mm -hmm. and essentially it's kind of a diplomacy program you are being sent as an American citizen to another country so that you can, like, I guess, spread the knowledge of what it's like to be an American person in another country. It's very, it, you know, it's interesting. So that's mm-hmm. a whole other conversation. What is the Fulbright right. Fellowship? But hey, it's kind of prestigious. And, you know, if you get it, people think you're really... Impressive and stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> I <laughs> so, love how casual you just say
0: that. Yeah, now. it's
1: just—I mean, really it's you know, whatever yes. you do it. You do it. It's—it's it's just any other job in another country, but it's got like this, mm-hmm. like flower, like this flowery, like ribbon on it. Like you, oh, you are a mm-hmm. Fulbright scholar. Um, and yeah. so, when I get into all these things, I'm like, wow. You can defer actually from grad school if someone's interested in in sort of doing something for a year mm-hmm. between grad school and something else. And so I did the Fulbright. While I'm in the Fulbright, I have no, I have so much time to think because most of my Fulbright in Indonesia was spent alone in a room eating Nutella and questioning my life decisions. Um, (laughs) Sometimes sometimes the power was not there. Yeah. You know, teaching English doesn't take that long in your day. You maybe do an hour or two hours, the rest of it, you are just, you are in your own thoughts and, you know, trying Mm -hmm. to survive. So I'm trying to survive I'm in my own thoughts. I'm eating Nutella and I'm like, I don't want to go. I don't want to do research. My gut is like, no, I never mm-hmm. wanted to do it. And I think opening myself up, going to a different country, being like, being in this totally different environment from the academic world that I had been in, mm-hmm. you start to realize there's so many things you can do. Like, there's just so many th- Why force yourself? Like, why? Why would I force myself to go to research if I'm not excited about it? And so right, right. I withdrew before I started, so I never have to admit to anyone that I applied to grad school. <laughs> right. <laughs> right,
0: just to the few people like who knew that who knew who thought
1: division. who thought I was at MIT. I actually got a a message from someone in <laughs> got a message, so I didn't even pick MIT. You know, I was supposed to go to Berkeley, but because I yeah. kept telling people different things and changing my mind. I'm like in in, I'm in Indonesia and somebody messages me like who do you work for at MIT? And I'm like, this is like three steps behind. (laughs) I'm actually not even not even in in a different country. Oh my god. To tell her, I'm like, yeah, so that didn't happen. But I totally don't feel bad. Like I understand why you think this. Mm -hmm. I definitely told probably told you this is what I was doing. And then changed my mind.
0: (laughs) Right. You know, I, you know, from hearing your story, Anisha, I have to say, like, you know, you're very brave. Honestly, I don't (laughs) think you give yourself that credit. No, I'm serious, because I don't know a lot of people who could walk away from those kinds of like situations or like who can make like decisions that, you know. Based on like their gut feelings. No, I'm not trying to like, you know, gas you up, anything. I'm just, I'm like actually genuinely serious. No, because, you know, a lot of, time, I don't know a lot of people who make those decisions. And I just Me want neither. to say like, I'm very, I mean, <laughs> I'm so serious. Like, so I like, I want to know like, so wh- what was that uh-huh. process like for you? Like, mm-hmm. how did you decide to be like, I'm not going to pursue grad school because that's not what I'm. Mm -hmm. do not feel it in my gut this is not what i'm gonna do i'm not going to enjoy it even though you know it's prestigious you know it's paid for whatever like my career Mm -hmm. will probably be set if i choose this path versus Mm -hmm. taking like a riskier path of like the unknown and like doing something else completely different like how Mm -hmm. did you make that decision and was it difficult
1: yeah it was really difficult um it took a very long time i mean i i'm i'm saying junior year college summer I'm starting to think this is not this is not it for me mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. takes me until my full right year so that's almost two years of like thinking you know what am I doing right. to for me to finally be like nope and also to be away from all of the external forces that were making me feel like i had to go to grad school Mm -hmm. i mean that's another thing about being an undergrad especially liberal arts college everybody's going to grad school or they're thinking about it or they're talking about it and so it's just really hard to in that context be like Mm -hmm. i'm not doing this especially if you don't have any other ideas and i like didn't i didn't have any other ideas i'm like why not do this i so i knew it so here's so here are like three things okay so you're if if your job is for you to make enough money to live. And if you don't like it, if you hate it, if it's depressing you, then there's literally no point doing it because mm. like why are you let be a quote you know, like honestly, like why why are you alive? What do you want to gain from your life? Mm-hmm. And if you're, your your career is gonna be a lot of your time, it doesn't have to be. The most important thing in your life. It doesn't have to be. We also live in a very career centric culture where it's like you need your career to be amazing. Right. No, you don't have to be passionate about it. But if it's depressing you, yeah. then right, no, like it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. And so that was what lab mm-hmm. was for me. Lab was depression. Like working in lab was, and I don't right. want to. I don't want to joke about depression. I think I actually, you know, felt right. quite low when I was there, and I knew that going to grad right. school would only make it worse. Um, would only be more right. stressful, would only be more intense. And then I mm-hmm. actually, this is sort of fun, no, this is really wild. So I was in the Philippines while I was in Indonesia. I visited a friend, a Smith friend. Mm-hmm. and we're okay. we're in the mountains of the Philippines, and we meet two Americans who are from the Raleigh Durham area, let me tell you. So there's a lot to, oh <laughs> there's a lot to talk about there. <laughs> that is such a small world. I know. And I'm just like, whoa, like I like kind of live there. And they're like, wow, okay. And then mm. they asked me, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I think I'm going to grad school. <laughs> I got into this mm. great school. And they're just like, congratulations. And I'm just like, oh, I'm not sure. You know, I'm not like really that excited. Right. And the husband was like, if you're not sure, don't even go. Because he was he was a professor at Duke and he was sort of like, re- like regretful. Mm. And he was just like, uh, you shouldn't even start. And I thought, well, you can like start and leave, you know, you can master out of PhD programs. Right. And I'm like, I could just do right. that. And he's like, no, why why would you do that? Just don't go. Why would you? And yeah. and then I thought, wow. oh my God. And he actually was like the tipping point. I also had a dream. Um, I had a dream, <laughs> I had a dream about it. Like I had a dream about this. Not I had a, no, yeah,
0: a dream. No, yeah,
1: I know this is not as inspiring as the dream that MLK's dream. This is I had a dream. <laughs> like a Berkeley professor, quit his job and started a dinosaur museum in Florida. Okay. And that's, <laughs> that's very I, yeah, he wasn't getting any he wasn't getting any um people coming to this museum. He also, like, didn't tell anyone he was leaving his job. Anyway, he was a mess, but I went over to him and he's like struggling financially. Uh, Mind you, I met this professor once when I visited Berkeley. So I don't know this man, and I'm just like talking to him, like, "So, like, are you okay with your life and everything?" And he's just like, "Yeah, I'm Mm -hmm. like so happy right now. I'm so fulfilled." And I feel like Mm -hmm. that dream was a manifestation of my fears, you know, like you're leaving, Mm -hmm. you're, you're, he, you know, he was financially struggling. He was, and I think that's what draws us Mm -hmm. to certain careers when we're younger is like, "Oh, I want to be like financially secure," and that, like, really drives us and he's 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 -hmm. not financially secure nobody's coming to his museum in florida that he started (laughs) 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 okay but also this is another funny addition so i know i knew someone who knew him this real human professor and i told her the dream and her boyfriend works with him so apparently her boyfriend was supposed to tell him about this dream. I don't know if it ever happened, but he might know okay. that I had this dream about him starting a dinosaur museum. Wow. That's just wow. random. That had nothing to do with the point of your question.
0: No, it actually has. To <laughs> because no, honestly, if you see a dream of like someone else, you know, making a similar life choice as you, and then, you know, some people learn from other people's mistakes and experiences. And I think that's mm-hmm. what you took. Um, and you're like, I'm not gonna repeat the mistake that other people made, which I think is very interesting because even for me when I think about my own life um, and how I decided to like choose like a different path than what was like expected of mm-hmm. me, I think in the end, whenever you do something that makes you happy, it pays off because you know you're not gonna be miserable the whole time. you're going to have yourself um, to thank because, Mm -hmm. um you know you're doing something that you like um and even for me like after graduation like I had the option of like staying in the U.S. versus like going back home which I'll do like another episode about this like the you know the Mm -hmm. politics of like going back to your home country after graduation but I just wanted to say like that also wasn't an easy decision but there's a risk involved in every decision that you make Mm -hmm. and I think like you know you don't have to be like logical sometimes you don't because if you're logical you choose something that's you know stable um you know as you said like Mm -hmm. financially stable career-wise you know you're all set and whatever but then in the end like why would you do that if you're not enjoying it if you're like miserable Mm -hmm. and um as you mentioned like you know what's the point um so as we are wrapping our conversation i just want to ask you one last question which is what advice do you have for prospective international students, for current international students who are, like, really stressing out right now, trying to decide mm-hmm. which major to, to, to pursue, what careers they want to have? Um, yeah, just mm-hmm. what advice do you have for those who are dealing with the topic of career indecision? Mm.
1: <sighs> well, first of all, I would say that I am now 20, almost 25, I'm two, how many years have I been out of college? Three, three years out of college. Mm -hmm. And I still don't really know what I'm doing. So this is advice that I would give myself if I could go back to when I was 18, 19, when I was really stressing Mm -hmm. out and had no idea what was coming. I would say do, do really truly just do things that you're excited about. Um, Don't try and chase stability at such a young age you know Mm -hmm. you're you're young you don't know where your life will go you don't know what the world will bring some things are stable now unstable in the future it's not enough reason Mm -hmm. I would say if stability is something you really want it's not a bad thing to try and attain that but you don't have to worry about that while you're a student necessarily and also Mm -hmm. don't go online don't read reddit posts don't go look in like us mm-hmm. labor institute whatever that one that website is
0: <laughs> like, yeah, the unemployment, don't even the do unemployment don't
1: even do that because if you love something if you're passionate about something like you will be fine like you will make a way through and also one opportunity will lead to the next to the next to the next and if you're following mm-hmm. something that is exciting to you and you're good at it yeah. and you love it then you're gonna find those opportunities you're gonna like make your life interesting don't be afraid to make mistakes you can decide to go to grad school and realize this is not for me you could Mm -hmm. you know five ten down years down the line be like I should have been pre-med now I want to do it like you can always pick the thing that is exciting to you life is you're gonna grow you're gonna learn no matter what you're doing so I mean there's no like problems if you're not sure what you want to do I know all this mm-hmm. and I'm still lost and you'll still feel lost. So don't worry about being confused. All your friends will be confused mm-hmm. and stressed out. And so you can just talk mm-hmm. to me and make community and talk to people who are older than you. Sometimes get out of the bubble of being around. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, definitely stop talking to your own college age friends about careers. They don't know anything. They don't know anything. You don't know anything. <laughs> go talk to, go talk to older people, yes. go talk to people who know what they're doing. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then just have yes. fun, have fun fun because college is so much more than just figuring out what to do in your life my goodness don't waste your time too much on that either anyway i could go on and on but hopefully that was (laughs) helpful (laughs) it was kind of messy but yes that's um the anisha experience is a little messy it's
0: it's on theme (laughs) (laughs) yes um honestly i think i would second everything that you said Um, The only thing I would just add is that I think some people would think like there is some level of like privilege associated with like choosing whatever you Mm -hmm. want to do in college or like, you know, but, you know, even if you know you, you don't think you have that privilege to choose something other than what is expected of you, Mm -hmm. I believe that, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to be successful. And whatever that makes, if you do something that makes you Mm -hmm. happy, because you cannot be successful at something Mm -hmm. that you are miserable at. Like, that's not going to happen. It doesn't work that way. So if your goal is to be successful at something, it might as well be something that you're enjoying. So, um, you know, for those of you know, for those of us who think like, oh, you know, um, I don't have the privilege of like choosing what I want to do in life. I feel like you have to really ask yourself, like, if, if my goal is to be successful and, like, help my family, help my community, how do I become successful if I'm doing something I'm miserable at? So I think it goes back to, like, what you're saying if like, what is the point, you know, if you're not doing something that makes you happy? Um So um, I think we'll end our conversation here. Um, Thank you so much, Anisha, for your wonderful words of wisdom and uh, for sharing with us your life story. Honestly, I was very mesmerized. And so like a lot of, no, seriously, a lot of the things that I've forgotten about, like they came back and um, I'm very thankful. For you and for being open to share your experience with me
1: Mm. no thank you so much Ruth this is really exciting and I'm sure that even you didn't know maybe when you were in college that you'd be doing this podcast and your life would look the way it looks and so sometimes indecision is a really nice thing it can bring you like Mm -hmm. unexpected new developments in your life
0: Exactly, exactly. And yeah, so as a last um note, uh, please make sure to go follow the official Instagram page for international e by ruth. That is L-I-E. And please send any um you know questions or concerns that you have to the email internationally by at gmail.com. Thank you again for tuning in today. I hope you have a lovely week ahead of you and take care of yourselves, everybody. Bye. Yeah, bye everyone. Bye.